This summer, I saw a difference made for eternity when I was able to give new Bibles to a couple of teenagers, and it was the first Bible um, that they'd ever had of their very own. This summer, I saw a difference for eternity when Pastor Eddie's wife was close to tears when we left. When in Peru, when God laid it on my heart to help pay for a young man's college education. This summer, I saw a difference made for eternity when I got to see some of the same kids I saw last year filled with so much smiles, laughter, and hope because of what God is doing in their lives and the lives of their family. 85 to 90 children came running into the church and sat down because they knew that they would get a meal. When a young man from the transitional home gave his testimony and gave his life to Christ in front of the whole group. When we were able to worship with our partner church in Haiti. This summer I saw a difference for eternity when a little girl was thanking God for the wonderful time she had with the And they learned not just how to play volleyball, but they also learned how much God loves them. When I saw the faces of the uh, of the people worshiping in Haiti. When there was no time to plan, so I had no choice but to follow God's plan and God's provision, which of course was better than my own. Um, every little bit they do is working toward um, a Christ-centered community and a Christ-centered world. When God opened my heart to see the needs of others rather than those who just myself. When I realized how much work Bow Ministries does for their community. And everything they do uh, may seem small to us, but it's really huge and it's so important. Dear sponsors, I can't thank you enough for supporting me financially and praying for this trip. It was such an amazing experience, and I wouldn't have made it to Ethiopia without your help. Before I left for the trip, God gave me a cool idea while I was at church to show all my sponsors how much I appreciate them. It was to randomly pick one of my sponsors' name each day and write them a personal letter about what took place on that day. I knew the idea was from God because I ended up having the exact amount of sponsors as days I would be on the trip. How cool is that? God is so amazing, and I've realized that when he shows up, it's always the exact amount and the perfect timing. Dear Jenny, I'm so happy I chose your name today because it was amazing. I met my sponsor child, Ayatom. He lives with his grandma and four cousins. His grandma is a believer and was full of so much joy. It's amazing how kind and loving the families are, considering they have nothing. I then gave him all his gifts. I definitely spoiled him. He held up every shirt to take a picture. He also brought out my letters that I'd sent him in the past, and that touched my heart. God is so good, and I loved every minute of that visit. I'm hoping to buy them a mattress because the kids sleep on the floor. I also got to pray for them. This trip has been amazing, and I'm only three days in. I can't wait to see what the Lord has in store for me. Dear Mom, happy birthday. I made sure to make it to the Internet Cafe to say happy birthday on Facebook. I hope you liked it. I can't believe how long I've been here. The time is going so fast. There's so much I want to tell you, but I'll stick to today. My friend Elizabeth really connected with the family on a home visit. She decided to spend a ton of money to bless them. She bought over two months' worth of food and supplies. 
I pitched in a month's rent, and Elizabeth paid for six more months. The mom was crying with joy and singing praises to God. It was perfect timing because another missionary had paid for two months, and it was now ending. Again, crazy how God has perfect timing. I then went to the library at the school to help label books. They are just starting the library, so it was a lot of work. I loved being at the school because being a teacher, I feel most at home there. Dear Grandma and Grandpa, thank you again for your support for this trip. It, was, it has been incredible, and I wouldn't be here without you. Today, I went on a home visit for a boy named Barraquette. I took him to the front of the house and played ball. Even though we don't speak the same language, we still know how to have fun together. Dear Christy, this morning I went on a home visit with Jessica to see two girls, a three-year-old named Aiden and her older sister, who is 10. Right when we walked in, Aiden ran to us and jumped into my arms. It was so adorable. Although I had fun with them, it was really hard to see the conditions that they lived in. These girls, like most kids, had a one-room house with a dirt floor and a tin roof. The hardest part for me is to see the dirt floor because the girls sleep on the floor. That breaks my heart. I'm so happy, though, because our team was able to buy them a floor with some money. Tonight, the power went out. It always does for a few hours when it rains, but today it was out the entire night. Even though I'm enjoying my time, I can't wait to get back. I'm going to eat out every meal. Dear Grandma Jean, I can't believe I'm leaving in three days. It feels like I just got here. Part of Blessing the Children International is a foster home with 10 kids and two moms. We took them out to get their nails done, and while they were out, the other missionaries there bought them a fridge. I can't even imagine not having one in my house, especially with that many kids. She was so happy, she cried. God has been doing amazing things through the people here. Dear Robin and Will, Today was one of my favorite days. It was love day, so we got to pick kids and go on a field trip. We decided to take kids to the Lion Zoo, so I got to spend the entire day with my sponsor child, Aetam. I can't believe we leave in two days. It's gone so fast. Thanks again for all your encouraging letters. They've really helped me on this trip. Dear Lauren, thanks again for your support and prayers. You are such an amazing sister, and I'm so thankful to have you in my life. I saw Aetam again today at school. He is such a happy kid. I'm so glad I have a part in helping him go to school and learn. God is good. Tonight, we had a coffee ceremony. They brought out this huge round baked bread. It's what they use to celebrate. We also had coffee and popcorn because we leave tomorrow. How crazy is that? The time went so fast, but I'm excited to get home. I really miss America. We have it so good. God has really shown me how blessed we are. I honestly cannot get over it. We were born in America for a reason, so I just want to fulfill my purpose. I for sure want to foster and continue teaching. I get so much joy when I think about both. Thank you all so much for your prayers and support. I wouldn't have had this experience without you. You all mean so much to me. Love, Lindsay. Uh, this past June, I was blessed to go on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic in Haiti, where I met Isen uh, uh, Etienne, our new partner uh, pastor down in uh, uh, Circuit Carbajal, Haiti. 
Well, as we were getting to, ready to leave uh, Santiago Dominican Republic, I took a moment to look away from the airport into the country I was leaving. And I, I just, I started to feel sad. And I did, really didn't know why I was feeling sad like that because this never happened the, the previous two times I had been on a Dominican Republic you know, trip. And I just, what was tugging at my heart? The, the, the journey to the Dominican Republic and Haiti was not easy and was one I almost didn't make. Uh, Brian Rummery called me up uh, and, and asked me to go on the, on the trip to Haiti. Uh, we were already planning on going to the Dominican Republic, but this was kind of a side trip. And I, I of course, said yes right away, and, but he wisely said, you know, maybe you need to think about this for a little bit. And I did, and that's, and that's when doubt started to creep in. I, you know, I said, okay, what, what is this going to be like? Am I going to be comfortable? Am I going to, you know like the people I meet, these are going to be brand new people, and, and uh, you know, what about the language, what, you know, I, I, don't even, I didn't even know what, what language they spoke in, in Haiti at that time, I knew it wasn't Spanish, but I couldn't remember what it was, and, and so, you know, all these doubts started to creep in at the time, and, but I decided to go anyway, uh, and that's not to say that this trip was easy, um, there was a lot of hurdles to go after, to go, to go over, and uh, we, got, we got stalled a few times in the middle of rivers without bridges. We had to have 20 Haitians push us across the, across the river. And that, that led to these fears that, you know, the van would break down on us, would be stuck in a country that, that I didn't know anything about, that I didn't know anybody in, that I didn't speak the language, couldn't ask for help. And all, all, these, all these things just started to creep in and all these doubts and, and, and fears. So, you know, if, if I think about all these different things that went wrong on this trip or all these hurdles that, that we went through, you know, it sounds like a pretty horrible trip. But, uh, so why was I so sad to be leaving? You know, what, 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 was, what was, again, what was tugging at my heart? The, the people of Haiti really grabbed my heart. They, they are filled with an almost an indescribable love of, love of God that is, is just evident in the way they worship and in the way they live their daily lives. Um, when we were at the worship services at Essence Church, you know, the, the, the room was just filled with words and songs that, that you know, that, that just were, were joyful. And, you know, as a Christian, I do believe in Satan. And I think Satan, you know, has a lot of influence in, in Haiti. But during that time of worship, when... when I could just imagine Satan cowering in the corner, just you know, putting his hands over his head and just wishing the joyful noise of God's children would just stop. So, you know, what really, really grabbed my heart were the kids in Haiti. I, I know that God has, has given me the, the, the skills and the gifts to work with kids. You know, every Sunday morning, I, I get up earlier than I want to, and my son and I get to church here about 8.15, 8.30. Uh, but it doesn't really matter how I'm feeling when I, when I come to church. I walk up these stairs and spend some time with the kids, and by the time I get done, and, you know, I feel 10 times better. And it's such a joy to work with these kids here. And you know, I, I, can, I can pull them up in my mind when I need a, mood, when I need a boost in my mood. And I just, it's really easy for me to think about these kids since I interact with them so frequently. Now, when I went to Haiti, I, I met a lot of kids there too. And of course, you know, I don't know what their challenges are in their life. I don't know what, their, what, you know, what, what makes them laugh. I don't know what, what their joys are in their life. I don't really know much about them. And 
So that's why I wanted to take a picture of each one of their faces so I could, so I could you know, start to pull them up in my mind as well as I start to think about them. I, I, I know that you know, I consider these kids already my kids, and, and you know, I, I, think I, I think I loved them even before I even met them. So it was, it, it's just, you know, they, they, they are so, they, they, they seem to be so appreciative that we were, that we were there. And I think, uh, and you know, I, I know that, I know that, that, uh, that, you know, we need, we need to, we need to uh, treat these kids the same way that we treat our treat the kids here. There's in in Haiti. There's more wrong paths and right paths for kids to go down. Actually, there's only one right path for them to go down. And um, uh, and he sends church like churches in the United States will will actually help save these kids' lives because you know it will help them get on that right path to to, to God and, and eternity. And um, and this is why I. I'm really, really sure that God is not done with me in Haiti. I know God's calling me to do this in some fashion, and I'm going to do whatever I can to follow God's will for my life in this way. Five years ago, I felt the Holy Spirit take a hold of my life, and I remember how amazing that feeling was, and I wanted so badly to feel that in my everyday life. So when I started to pray about it, I realized that in order for me to do that, I was going to have to give up some control, and that's pretty tough for me. I'm pretty independent, and I live alone, and I live a pretty organized life. My job takes me on the road three to four days a week, so when I'm home, I'm finishing from the week, I'm preparing for the next week, unpacking, repacking, doing laundry, and it's a pretty controlled, regular routine. Um, so it was going to, be, going to take a lot for me to get out of that. And a year after I was saved, I had this really, really strong pull to do a mission trip that would be focused on kids. And I just begged God to guide my footsteps and put me on the right path and the opportunity to make that happen, of course, if it was his will. And in 2010, I had a very rare random opportunity to go to Vietnam and Cambodia. And when I decided to seize that moment, I thought it might be a cool opportunity to just make it my own little mini mission trip. I needed to know that I could fly halfway around the globe and basically communicate by nothing but emotion and action. And I never did learn to speak a lick of evasion, but I did experience a lot of warm feelings from all the folks that I touched and the, the smiles that I, that I received. And it just confirmed for me that I did want to do an organized trip. But to do an organized trip, I had to get to that right place and that also meant that I had to surrender a lot of control because the trip was going to be planned by somebody else and organized by somebody else, and I was going to take a lot. And the first day that I attended Windsor Road just last July was the send-off trip for Peru. And the very next day, I learned that I was eligible for a two-week professional sabbatical, so clearly that was just no coincidence. And up to the time that we left, I prayed for strength, and uh, for God just to keep me focused on what the plan of this service was. But the prayer for strength was not just about the mission itself, but it was for me that I would continue to feel confident to step outside that comfort zone and spend 12 days with 12 strangers bunking all day long and to be able to, to get through that and, and to do it for the right reasons. And the Saturday before we left, we had a packing party over at Grace Church, and I was so pumped. 
the energy and the chemistry was so positive, and it was so evident that everybody was going for the right reasons. When I drove back to Urbana, I had this huge sense of peace, and at that moment, I actually realized that I was finally relinquishing control, and now I was ready to go. Every day in Peru was like living four days in one. We did so much, and we touched so many lives, and it was just amazing. And everywhere we went, I felt God's love and protection. And it was so cool just to witness these people's eyes and their emotions. And and they were just, all they wanted was love and attention. And their needs are so very simple, but their limitations and challenges are just huge. And I witnessed a lot of happy faces when kids picked out their clothes from the donations that we took. and, And they didn't care what color it was or what design it was. They were just happy to have something. And I also had the privilege and the benefit to go on a personal shopping trip with with Kelly. We took four girls from the transitional home where we stayed into um, Trujillo's Locum Market. And believe me, that's nothing like Marketplace Mall. So that was a huge foreign experience. And and they were actually somewhat embarrassed and nervous. They really didn't know how to act. And at times, we actually had to encourage them just to look for simple stuff. But in the end, they were just so excited and so genuinely happy and for me, that was just so impactful because I actually like to shop and, and I can do it anytime I want and I can add to my stuff anytime I want. And, you know, they just, they don't have that opportunity. So that's definitely changed a mindset for me. And then I had a really memorable, sad experience. I was passing out juice and crackers at a landfill, an actual garbage dump. And when I finished, I walked outside and a little girl followed me out and she just hung on to my leg and she was asking for more. And I actually had zero to give her, and I felt so helpless because I had zero resource to fix that. So I didn't really know what to do, so I just picked her up, and I snuggled her, and she didn't smile at me, and she didn't wiggle away. She just looked at every word I was saying. When I put her down, I never saw her again, but every time I open my pantry now, I do see her little face. There were a lot of highlights from this trip. There are just too many to count, but my personal highlight was the bond that I made with this teenage girl, Stephanie, from the orphanage. My first interaction with her was painting her nails and playing with makeup, and I let her put lots and lots of rubber bands and barrettes in my hair. I'm not sure who had the most fun that day, but um, I can't speak any Spanish, and so we really didn't share a whole lot of dialogue, but we laughed and we giggled and we played and we just hung out, and that was so important to her, and she was just so content. I remember thinking... We never take the time to do that. We're so busy and focused on doing something significant that being simple is just almost not, not routine for us. And so um, it was just really cool to have that feeling. And the last day we were there, she met me, and she put this necklace on my neck, and she had made it for me. And she was just so happy and so proud. And she also wrote me a two-page letter that's written in Spanish, and of course I couldn't read it, but I had somebody translate it to me, and the common theme was that she loved me, she was going to miss me, and that the word mother flew around a lot. And the funny thing is, is I feel the very, very same way, and those feelings came from about five to ten words, and just a lot of love and affection, and I have great hope that I'm going to see her again, and I can't wait for that. My favorite song and anthem through my Christian rebirth has been Open the Eyes of My Heart. It's such a simple, simple song, but it has such huge meaning. And over the last five years, I actually prayed and begged God to stir my heart and show me what he wanted of me. 
And it actually happened because one night during worship, we sang this song, and it hit me in a totally different way. It was this just major feeling of accomplishment and total consumption that I had actually felt the Holy Spirit every single day when we were in Peru. And he actually opened my heart and my eyes to feel other people's hurt and deprivation, but I was the one that reaped the reward from it. At a time when my personal goal was to make other people feel cared for and loved, I was the one that was blessed. I now have 12 stranger friends who are now my friends and are brothers and sisters in Christ. I was loved every single day unconditionally. And I have this huge sense of great pride of the things that we did and the lives that we touched and the relationships that I have established with my teammates and my friends and the kids is just overwhelming, and it's changed my life forever. I knew that the trip would actually change my life, but I just was not prepared for how much. What I learned is that giving of myself to others and serving the Lord is the priority in life, and whether that be in here or in Peru, it's definitely going to always enhance my life. And it was a, just a huge privilege, and I can't wait to go back. My body is not my own. You may have my hands, Lord. Do with them what you'd like. I lift my empty hands, and I ask that you fill me up. You may have my arms, Lord, wrap them around the lonely child, the orphan. Use my embrace as a source of encouragement and care. You may have my legs, Lord. Strengthen them as I walk this sacred ground of worship and beauty. They are frail and unable, but you make all things possible. You may have my feet, Lord. Take them to the ends of the earth. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. You may have my eyes, Lord. Guard them from the brutal things that destroy me, but open them to the things that break your heart, that I might be motivated toward change. Let me see true beauty. Let me see the real face of Jesus. You may have my lips, Lord, my mouth, my voice. May they bring sweet songs of praise, make noises of laughter, and speak words of truth, compassion, and love. Your love is sweeter than honey. Let me taste and see that the Lord is good. You may have my my ears, Lord. May they hear the need and be the catalyst for change. May the calling you softly whispered to me be stuck in my mind and my heart always. May my ears hear the songs you sing over me. You may have my brain, Lord. May it be challenged with knowledge and truth and shaped by justice and love. Guard my mind that I may protect all the lovely things from the negative, but never let me forget the reality of the battles of the spirit and of the flesh. You may have my heart, Lord. Don't let my heart be deceived. My identity is in you and nothing else. And as I press against true love himself, I can feel your heart beating. 
I know that you are for me, supplying my every need and sustaining my fragile body in your mighty hands. You have all of me, Lord. This body is not my own. I trust that you will complete every work you have begun in me. My hope is in you. My heart is in Swaziland. My body is not. Eternity, by its very definition, always has been, always is, and always will be. It's not just somewhere in the future, it's here and now. And we have the opportunity to impact eternity now, right now. As you've heard, people have gone out into the world to different countries and left their mark and are going to go and continue leaving their mark. Some people are planning on going. Some people are afraid to go or have um, obstacles or fear or financial issues in their way. Um, Some people um, plan on giving um, their prayers or their money to help. But we all, all have the opportunity to leave our mark on this earth for eternity. We're all called to leave our mark on this earth for eternity. Um, so we want to invite you to respond to that. Um, with this painting, we have stamp pads up here. Um, we want you to come and stamp your finger and leave your mark on this painting um, as a physical reminder that we are going to leave a mark in this world. Um, so if you've gone to one of these places, if you plan to, or if you are just going to pray or, or support somebody, um, or if you um, are recognizing the need that we need to go, um, let this be your proclamation to go and make that mark, to start and to, and to continue. Um, yeah, so uh, feel welcome to come up and leave your mark. Thank you.